ChatGPT is getting cheaper and smarter faster than Moore's Law. It's huge. The cost to develop large language models is rapidly decreasing faster than anything we've seen before, and the power is going up exponentially. It's a real inflection point. Nothing like this has ever happened before in technology. When we talk about Moore's Law, this is that the number of transistors on a microchip doubles every two years. The law claims that we can expect the speed and capability of our computers to increase every two years because of this, but we will pay less for them, which you have seen. If you remember that Radio Shack ad from early 90s, there's the digital camcorder, the VCR, the AM FM alarm clock, the Walkman, and they're like 99.99. You could buy the whole page of all the electronics you need for $3,000 in like 1992. All of these functionalities and more exist on one smartphone. And if you buy an Android, it's very inexpensive. If you buy an iPhone, it's still less than two or three of those things combined. And it's with inflation over 30 years later. It's a steal. It's insane. That's Moore's Law. So when we look at AI, I saw Kathy Wood put out a video from ARC the other day, and these numbers were wild. If ChatGPT had been built in 2015, it would have cost $800 million dollars. When it was actually built in 2020, it cost $5 million to build. If they were to build it today, in 2023, it would only cost $500,000 to build. In 2030, it will cost about $30 to build. Predicted, estimate, that's what we say now. Seven years in the future, we don't know. But if it continues at the rate it's going. And I heard that and thought, this reminds me of that Radio Shack ad. But it's bigger and different and better and more powerful and... When it comes to businesses, if you are a business owner or if you are an employee, you can use ChatGPT to make yourself more valuable. You can do more in an hour with it than you could without it. It's not strategic, even with GPT-4, which is getting more creative. It's not a strategist. Like you can't replace a human strategic thinker of, okay, this is the marketing strategy for the year. ChatGPT is like a mimeograph or a photocopy of all the information that's already out there. But then there's an artist of sorts that's putting it together and saying, well, what if you spun it this way? It's not coming up with new stuff. It's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of the entire internet is the point we get to if AI continues to generate everything alone. So you still need people to harness it, to prompt it. Hence the prompt engineer, hot job title. If you missed the last episode, go back and watch that or listen to it about why this prompt engineer position is so important. But I'm thinking from a business expense standpoint, let's say if you're doing marketing and you hire copywriters, I just did a big brand positioning strategy for a BPO company, which is a business process outsourcing company. And Allison and I were working on it and just brute force coming up with fresh taglines, messaging, positioning of what is the North Star of this brand. We did a bunch of research and we came up with a few taglines. And I'm thinking to myself after these months of work, just like staring at the screen, how do I say seamless global outsourcing? How do I really get to the heart of the fact that they're high integrity, human-centered, nobody quits, the highest retention in the industry, it's four startup founders. How do I distill all of that into five words for someone that's never heard of it before? And then I could have gotten ChatGPT to help me with it, but it wouldn't be the same. Because you could feed it all of your notes and maybe it would have come up with a better tagline than I would have. There's nothing to be afraid of here yet. It's just math. And if you look at it where you're the strategist and it's basically like a non-judgmental coach, therapist, co-worker, assistant 
junior copywriter. Here are the parameters. Spit it out for me. And then I'll be the one, I'll be the brain to decide which of these 10 options that you gave me of whether it's copywriting or an email or a blog post or I'm, I'm, this is so from my lens of content marketing, obviously it does so much more. You could build a website, you could do imaging and graphic design. You could code an app with it. Seth Godin said, you know, the worst thing you can do is to be running down the street shouting, look at me, I'm selling the best vacuum cleaner on earth. Same thing with personal relationships, same thing with any kind of advertising or marketing you're doing. It's never look at me, look at me, interruptive and bombastic. It's more the subtlety and the Napoleon style of they only see me at the theater once every couple months. They saw me at the theater every weekend. I would no longer be novel. There's nothing exciting about that. Think about that from a content perspective. Think about that from a branding perspective. Are we bored with each other because we have too much information? Have we gotten overexposed? It is so hard to get over somebody in a breakup modern days because you see what they're up to if you're following them on social media. I don't do that. When it's over, it's over. You cut, you cut because you can't break a habit if you keep doing the drug. We're talking about dopamine, oxytocin, whether you're quitting nicotine, you're quitting a relationship, you're quitting whatever your vice is, you have to cut the cord. But nowadays it's so hard to cut the cord with anything because we're constantly exposed to a totally unnatural amount of information about people or even about brands. It used to be you would see a commercial once in a while, but now that brand is in your feed and they're interrupting next to the picture of your cousins or your nieces. Like, why am I seeing an ad for Ruggable everywhere I look? I already bought the rug. I don't need, I don't need to see this again. But the Ruggable's stalking me. AI will cut the costs for Ruggable to follow me around the internet. AI will let Ruggable know Emily already bought the rug. You don't need to serve her this ad and keep paying for the cost per impression. AI will cut those costs. People haven't been able to do that yet, but AI will. These are cost savings for business owners. These are not things to fear. And if you're the person running the ads, you know what? You used to be running the horses and then the car came along and you found something else to do. Maybe you learned a new skill set. Maybe I need to learn a new skill set. <laughs> That's what it is to create things in technology. You are always taking the risk that it will be obsolete. Everything in tech gets obsolete faster and faster. That is Moore's law. And we are actually surpassing the rate of advancement of Moore's law. So what you can do right now and what I suggest you do is just start playing around with it. Create an account on ChatGPT. Even if you're on 3.5, even if you don't pay for it, it's $20 a month, by the way, it's not very much. Start playing with it for like 30 minutes a week, an hour a week. Ask questions and look at the way when you phrase them differently or get more detailed. So here's a, an example. Don't say, hey, ChatGPT, I want you to write me 10 possible titles for my next blog post or my next YouTube video. No, get more specific. You say, I want you to write me 10 titles that nod to the following ideas in a tone of voice that would appeal to a person who is however old or has whatever job title. Describe the audience that you're going after. And you could say, put it in the tone of voice of, and then paste in anything that's up to 500 words from your past writing. So it does sound like you. Good. Go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. You're using the tools at your disposal. I would rather hire somebody that has a grasp of using ChatGPT to make them a more efficient employee because I'm paying them X, whether it's salary or hourly, whether it's a freelancer who is hourly or someone that is supposed to be X value for the work they deliver in however long it takes. Go back and listen to that episode about don't bill hourly. I'll link to that in the show notes. When you bill hourly, you are 
undercutting your own value. You're making yourself a commodity and then it's always a race to the bottom. Let's say one of my social media assistants that she's charging me X per hour to do this. Okay, Alicia, if you could write triple the amount of social content in the same amount of time because you use ChatGPT as your assistant, I'm paying you the same and I'm getting triple the deliverables. That's a win-win. Alicia gets to say, I could do this much for this rate. The cost of copy drops. Moore's Law, the cost of the chips drops. The iPhone, for what it does, is the cheapest thing on earth that has ever existed. If you imagine the computing power it takes to get these tasks done in a split second, and what we did 30 years ago to just open up an alarm clock or a calendar or you know play a song on a record, the same thing's happening with work. If you guys have any requests about AI or ChatGPT topics for this podcast or for YouTube videos, leave them in the comments. Go to youtube.com slash emilybinder and links to rate, review, subscribe, everything. See the most popular episodes are at emilybinder.com slash podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. I will see you next time.